listening to Rattle and Pedal, diversion thoughts on marketing and growing professional services firms. Your hosts are Jason Malicki and Jeff McKay. In last week's episode, we welcomed Blair Ends of Win Without Pitching to explore the topic of value-based pricing. In this week's episode, we conclude that conversation by discussing the relationship between expertise, positioning, and value-based selling. Enjoy. So, Blair, I have to laugh because I feel like, as I said in the prep, where these you are my spiritual doppelganger. When you talk... Jeff, nobody knows what that means, by the way, but anyway, keep going. Well, look it up. Look it up. <laughs> Jason's a little slow. Remember, he went to the Ohio State. <laughs> we, but, we do use, it, has, it is a university. You realize that. It has a full yeah, sentence. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, hey, you keep distracting me, damn uh, it. That's so easy. Okay. So, Blair, positioning the firm is a key component of, of what you do and why people purchase. And I think this is really important for our listeners to understand because we talk about, you know, these different models and how how these firms should be thinking about positioning or building permission to play. And then once you have permission to play, where and 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 this whole selling series that we're doing is really, you know, what you bring to bear in the buyer's journey and at the right time. Right. So it's covering lots of different things. But one of the things that you have, I read and that I've heard you in interviews talk about is expertise. Right. And we all know that expertise is a great way to position. My point of view is there are three drivers expertise, results, and something I call simpatico. And that's sharing a worldview. And I would say I have simpatico with you, right? I see the world. When you speak, I'm like, that makes perfect sense. You're not convincing me to see the world the way you see it. I see the world you're seeing it and you're helping me rationalize that story that I already have in my mind that I'm telling myself. But talk a little bit about the importance of point of view. And you clearly have a strong point of view and hold to it, and how that level of expertise plays out when you get to this moment of pricing or even get to the table in these situations where you want to charge $1.5 million for something that somebody else is selling for significantly cheap. We should probably define expertise. I, I remember looking this up. I don't remember what the dictionary definition of expertise is, but to me, my definition of expertise is the knowing of what to do or how to do it that remains valuable even when unbundled from the doing. Mm, yeah. Knowing of what to do or how to do that remains valuable even when unbundled from the doing. And I don't like, you could probably pick holes in that definition, but when we talk about expertise, it's really just like, you know, if, if, you, if you're selling anything, you are professing to have some sort of expertise. So the issue isn't expertise, it's really the depth of your expertise. And you deepen your expertise generally by going narrower. And this is, I don't know about in the world that you serve of the broader professional world, but in my world where most of these businesses are run by creative professionals, whose natural inclination is to create a business that allows them to solve all kinds of different problems for all kinds of different people. That is the fundamental issue that keeps them from building 
a firm of deep expertise is their tendency, because their superpower is this ability to see, so they they pursue the problem that they haven't solved before. Their tendency is to go broad, to frame a business that allows them to do all things for all people. That's why you hear these like full service marketing communication firms. What does that mean? It means if you have a problem in, in the entire sphere of marketing or communications and you're any type of business, then we can help you with that. That's really, really broad. So you're broadly relevant, but you're not meaningfully different. You want to get deeper. If you want to deepen your expertise, you need to narrow your focus. Now, there's some caveats. Don't narrow too early in your career, but you narrow your focus to deepen your expertise. It's as simple as like narrow your focus to a discipline in a market, look at kind of look around, say who else is playing in this space, and then focus on solving the problems in that space. You become a pattern matching machine in that crosshairs of discipline for market. Here's what we do, here's what we do it for. So to me, expertise is the outcome of that. Now, a component of positioning. So if I think of like, how do you position a firm? It's like, first you, you choose a focus. You choose that discipline and that market. What will we do and for whom will we do it? And again, in a creative firm, that, that usually means narrowing from what your natural inclinations are. The next step is to add a point of view or a perspective. And that's what the perspective does is it's the ideology that separates you from your few remaining direct competitors. You talk about simpatico. That's a good way to look at it. I think Jeff, you also made the distinction of we, we have a same worldview as opposed to me converting you to my worldview. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing. So you imagine that you are running your consulting firm or whatever your knowledge-based business is, and you are giving a speech. And in the audience is all of your most highly coveted prospective clients. And they've come for the topic, which is a very narrow sliver of discipline for market, what you do and for whom you do it. So they've come for the topic and you start imparting knowledge on that very narrow and deep sliver of that focus of discipline for market. So that's why they're there, but they hire you because of that simpatico. They hire you because of your ideology. And Simon Sinek said, I always bungle this quote, but it's something like, don't go looking to sell the people who need what you have. Go looking to sell the people who believe what you believe. So you imagine you're giving that talk and you're framing the talk. It's framed through your point of view, your perspective. Like our perspective is right there in the name of the business, win without pitching. You, you can, and the, a pitch in the mm. creative world is where you give all your ideas away for free. So right there in the name of the business, it says, no, you can win new business without having to give your thinking away for free. And so that's a bit of a polarizing perspective. Some people don't feel the pitch is a problem. Some people don't believe the promise that you can win without pitching. They're repelled. Those who are not repelled are attracted. Right? So you stand up, you give that speech about that very narrow sliver of discipline for market, but it's framed by that an ideology. I believe you're fighting some sort of convention, slaying some sort of dragon. You're thinking about the problem differently than your competitors. And that highly coveted prospective client is in the audience and you're looking for one of two reactions, and you've basically articulated this, Jeff. One, the first reaction is, oh, oh my God, we, we think about these things the same way. We are, we are ideologically aligned. Or the other one, which is just as powerful, is I've never thought about that. I've never thought about this topic that way before. There, the net effect is the same thing. We are already ideologically aligned, or you have converted me to your ideology. That's the person who's going to hire you. That's the person who's going to come up to you afterwards, hand you their business card and say, can you meet me in my office tomorrow morning? That's spot on. You're listening to Rattle and Pedal. 
Divergent thoughts on growing your professional services firm. Your hosts are Jason Malicki, Principal of Rattleback, the marketing agency for professional services firms, and Jeff McKay, former CMO and founder of strategy consultancy, Prudent Pedal. If you find this podcast helpful, please help us by telling a friend and rating us on iTunes. Thank you. Now back to Jason and Jeff. I think what's so interesting about Blair's work, and and I'll do my best to describe this before we run out of time, is that, as he said earlier, you know, that positioning, that point of view, that's what essentially creates the conversation. It's what enables you to, to have the opportunity that's right in front of you right now as a firm. But the value-based pricing piece of this is essentially the moment when you sort of take that lens off, you take that hat off and say, okay, now we're just going to have an open conversation about your problem. And I'm going to dive into that problem as deeply as I know how to try to come up with what value there is to be created. And then we'll build a solution against that. And that solution may be broader than that narrow lens by which you came to know me in the marketplace. And I think it's it's sort of this incredible juxtaposition of these two concepts of like narrowing your focus on the one hand to constrain market opportunity and create more, you know, deepen your expertise paired with this, you know, different lens of selling that changes the way the sales conversation even looks and functions, which then leads to different pricing models. And, you know, Blair, I'll, I'll let you comment on that to the extent you want to, but, but I, I think what's the, the brilliance in the work you've done over the last 20 years as a thought leader is that you've found that incredible juxtaposition of those two concepts and how to package them together into one ideology that really any talented firm can carry forward. So I'll stop yeah. there and let you comment. Yeah, thanks, Jason. I appreciate that. I When I think of what I've brought to the world of pricing, it's I, I think about it from a sales point of view. And it's when it comes to customized services, when it comes to the work that your listeners do, you cannot separate pricing from selling. Mm-hmm. I mean, not when you do it properly. You cannot separate pricing from selling. You hit on something the most people don't understand. So uh, we, we've talked about this subject matter expertise that gets you to the table, right? It's like, and now, okay, you've you've done the speech, you've framed your knowledge through this ideology. I, the client, have invited you into my office. And now this your subject matter expertise got you to this moment. And now in some ways, if you want to value price, you need to learn to master the value conversation. That's where you talk to me about you uncover the size of the opportunity, the value to be created, and then you set pricing based on value without even thinking or talking to me about solutions. And that in that moment, you have to perform this little maneuver. You have to let go of what got you to the conversation, which is your subject matter expertise, right? So you have this expert mind. I see the patterns. I know these things. You start talking. I say, I've seen this before. That's what resonated with me when you were on stage. Now in the conversation, you have to let go of that. And now you have to have this Zen mind of the beginner where you are a blank slate and you have to try really hard not to jump ahead to solutions. You want to set price based on the value to be created here without getting distracted by solutions. And as soon as you, the listener, start, as soon as you package up your services, client starts talking, you think, ah, I see the pattern. I've seen this before. I know what your problem is. I know what solution I have on the shelf behind me. 
I know what the solution is. I know what I charge for the solution. And you quit listening. So you have to, in that moment where you go from, you spent all this time trying to be this expert, then you show up, your expertise gets you to the table. If you want to set price based on value, you have to let go of everything in this moment. So there's this little judo flip that happens here. And if it hasn't If you haven't heard somebody describe it and you haven't thought a little deeply about this, you will not appreciate it and you will not understand why it's so hard for you to value price. A hundred percent. And I think what's so, you said this to me, full disclosure for our listeners, I've hired Blair as a consultant. I've participated in his training programs. Blair and I have known each other for a decade. And what he's describing is something that your sellers have to practice, you know, so you just have to practice this process of having a value-based conversation and then approaching a value-based pricing conversation. And a lot of what he describes won't make a ton of sense until you've done that. And when you do that, all of a sudden, it's so easy to see it. Yeah, makes total sense. But until you practice it, until you work at it, until you struggle through this kind of dynamic and how hard it is and how uncomfortable it makes you feel, you don't get it. But once you've done it, it's like, (laughs) yeah, Totally. Yeah. It makes total sense. Right. Yeah. As you know, Jason, we have this first exercise that we do where we have you conduct a value conversation. I won't give too much away here, but it's like, I prove to you through the first exercise that you, you're not really listening to your clients. You're, you're thinking about you, your solutions, et cetera. And so when you hear that for the first time, you think, no, no, we're actually pretty client focused. You're not, not if you're selling time, not if you've packaged up your services, you're not, you quit listening. And we kind of, prove that. And it's not until I prove it to somebody by having them do an exercise when the light goes on and they realize, oh, I really am limited in how I'm thinking about my clients, my pricing, et cetera. So, so somebody, Stefan Lezou, I think is his name. He's got a PhD in pricing theories. He's written a few books. He's got this great line. Again, I'll bastardize it, but it's the goal of value-based pricing isn't to charge more. The goal of value-based pricing is to create an organization that's like intently focused on customer value creation. And when I say that to people, they go, oh yeah, look, we're, we're intently focused on customer value creation. It's not until I have them do a couple of exercises that I prove to them that they're not. They're not at all. I like to co-opt that phrase and talk to our clients about, it's about co-creation of value. It's about you're, you're helping totally. your client create value. And if yeah. you do this together, everyone comes out ahead than they way further ahead than they would have ever come in the older model of this kind of competitive cost-based pricing or whatever, you know, that, that old yeah. model was. The um, proper way to do consulting is you view every client, every proposal and every price as a bespoke creative exercise. Mm-hmm. Every engagement is unique. Every client is unique. Therefore, every engagement is unique. Therefore, every proposal for an engagement is unique and every price is unique to the value to be created. And we, t- the longer we're in business running our independent professional firms, the more we tend towards the productization of our services. And that is a massive, with some exceptions, that is a massive mistake. I think that's where we should end because I, I, I it, it's so powerful and it's such a great way to close mm-hmm. out this series with Blair. Blair, I, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You know, I, I know I say this to you all the time. I also want to thank you so much for the impact you've had on my life. I mean, I don't think you totally get it. You, you, I, actually, I know you don't get it. And I'll tell a quick story. That, you know, when I first started working with Blair, he, I hired him as a consultant. And right after I hired him, I went to Florida. And I don't remember why I was in Florida. I have no recollection. But I'm sitting at the pool outside this you know, Orlando hotel. And I called Blair and talked to him about the work we had just done together. 
And he basically says to me, he's like, I've ruined your life, haven't I? And I said, yes, you have. <laughs> Hundred percent ruined my life, and it's like it's like I, th- I guess as a consultant, if you step back and think about it, you know that's the impact you want to have on your client because you you want your work to be so so world changing that it's like they're suddenly like they're they're sort of this wreck of a moment where it's like oh my god I've been thinking about this whole thing wrong and he did that to me twice in in the last t- t- ten years of my life so thank you for that. <laughs> Jason, in five years, I'll call you again and wreck your life again if if you'll have me. I will look forward to it with bated breath and be excited for when you do. So, thanks, gentlemen. I've really enjoyed this. Thanks, Blair. It's been our pleasure. Thanks, Blair. Thank you for listening to Rattle and Pedal, divergent thoughts on marketing and growing professional services firms. Find content related to this episode at rattleandpedal.com. Rattle and Pedal is also available on iTunes and Stitcher.